Welcome to another bonus level of the Crossing Players Podcast, with bold takes and no strings attached. Today, myself, your host, David, is going to take you through my top 5 Resident Evil games. Now, the list is going to work from 5 to 1. And if you listened to our podcast before, you're probably going to not be surprised with what number 5 is. But let's start there. Number 5 is, in fact, Resident Evil Survivor. Don't be surprised. You saw it coming. Now, it being a first-person shooter over a third-person shooter is one of the things that stuck out for me. It's also a really short, quick game. I took a quick search to the internet to see how fast the speedruns are, and they average from about half an hour to 45 minutes. As I stated, I remember it being really short, and I didn't even know what I was doing. I know I didn't beat it in that time frame, but I know it only took me probably about two and a half, three hours. Now, the biggest difference between this Resident Evil and other Resident Evils is you weren't playing a main character, like Resident Evil 1 and 2, 3, etc. Uh, you were playing an off-set character, like an Outbreak, for example. You were this random helicopter pilot with amnesia, fighting not only for your life, but to remember who you were. All in all, besides not being able to play it anymore because of the wretched controls it has, you know, being from 2000 and the regular PS controls, I played it quite often when I could. Let's move on to number four. Now, this one is probably also suspected, even though I haven't really talked about it, but it's usually rated as one of the better ones that's been uh, put out. It is, in fact, Resident Evil Zero. Now, being a part of the original storyline of Resident Evil only being set a day apart, who wouldn't want to know what is going on outside the mansion while Jill and Chris are, you know, having the time of their lives inside? Zero had a likeness to Resident Evil 2, whereas you controlled two different characters, but the big difference was it was during the same gameplay. You didn't have to play different discs and stuff like that. It was just right there, switch with a button, stuff like that. Now, between the two characters, Billy and Rebecca, they each had their own pros and cons. You know, Rebecca could mix items and stuff like that, and Billy, he was more defensive, had a lighter. So they really came together to really beat the game. You couldn't do it without one or the other. With it coming out on the GameCube, the graphics surpassed the predecessors dramatically. It looked like, you know, real characters. I remember being excited for this one when it came out, but I also remember getting stuck near the end for the longest time. I almost actually couldn't beat it. But, uh... In the end, the end of the game was what you would think, but it didn't make it any less endearing. Number three, Resident Evil Code Veronica X. Yes, yes, you probably guessed that as well. But you'll never guess why it stuck with me. Will you? I'll give you a hint. It's because it had Claire. Claire is back and harder than ever. As the game starts, you're a prisoner on an island, and the guard, you know, just lets you go, which is kind of strange, you know? But uh, come to find out, the island was taken over by a virus outbreak. Original storyline, right? I know. Uh, you find another uh, inmate, Steve, and you two just do what you can to survive. Unfortunately, Steve likes to leave you a lot. But he comes back and forth, you know. He, he saves you. Uh, the difference between Code Veronica and Code Veronica X is the X was added due to re-releasing and apparently it added some cinematic scenes towards the end to give you more storyline of why Wesker was there and stuff like that. 
uh, you know, sorry for the spoilers, but uh, it's been out for like 20 years, guys. You should have played it by now. Uh, all in all, it was a great game. I've gone back to play it when I could play it. The controls are still like the same as uh, Survivor. I just, I just can't play it nowadays. I actually haven't tried it on PC and stuff, so I might have to go that route because I have it for the PS2, and that's the only way I've tried. Let's move on from that. Now, coming in at number two is going to sound re redundant. It's Resident Evil 2. A lot of twos. It sits at two because this is what brought me into the world of Resident Evil. It's what it just sucked me in. I was the ripe age of nine. I got it for my birthday or for Christmas along with the PlayStation and WWF Warzone, I think. I don't know. Those two games. But this one I just played and played, and we got a Game Shark. So after I beat it, I would use the Game Shark. Uh, it's a bunch of memories. Anyways, anyways. This one you play as Leon and Claire, and what changed in this game is you had the two discs, as I mentioned earlier. One is Leon, the other is Claire. And when you beat the game with one, you can play the storyline B as the other. You know, for example, be Claire A, Leon B, you know, stuff like that. Depending on who you played and what lot, the items changed, places, the sequences, the gameplays were different. The game gave hours and hours of playtime. Unfortunately, I don't remember how long it took me to play this game and beat it, being it was the first one, and that is just lost in time. But what was cool about this game, you know, it's horror, it has the action, and you need a good sense of puzzle solving to be able to beat this one. And kind of pretty much all the Resident Evils. All in all, great game. They didn't remake it for no reason. The remake was great. I did beat it. Uh, it just doesn't sit on the top five for me since story-wise, gameplay-wise, Resident Evil 2, the original, just sticks with me more. So it may be a nostalgia effect, but uh, if you just came into the series playing the new Resident Evil 2 remake, it's probably going to be one of the top five, honestly, and I wouldn't blame you. This level of thoughts and players is brought to you by us. If you've been enjoying the podcast so far, please show your support and let us know by subscribing to the podcast, following us on the socials, and contributing to community surveys and questions around our community segments. Doing so will help the podcast grow, keep our content engaging, and most importantly, make sure your voice is heard. Thanks for tuning in. And now, back to the show. But let's get to Numero Uno, which sits at number one for quite a lot of people. And it also sits as one of the worst as well, which is surprising. But it just brings in a whole new world that people didn't like or want for Resident Evil. But that doesn't give it away. It's, in fact, Resident Evil 4. So... First off, it has Leon, which is from Resident Evil 2. So instantly, I'm gonna, you know, be a fanboy and kind of like the game from there. The new storyline was great, in my opinion. You know, I know many weren't a fan of bringing in a whole new take into it, like I said earlier. You know, zombie games exploded at the time, which I think is, you know, because of Resident Evil, if you ask me. But bringing it in with Resident Evil with a twist, I think is what the world needed. You know, it was the Las Plagas instead of, you know, the T-Virus and zombies. You know, they weren't essentially zombies, but, you know, 
they weren't humans either. Now, the storyline I, you know, was a big fan of. You're saving the president's daughter because that's where Leon went after the Raccoon City incident. He was the protector of the president, which, you know, he didn't do a very good job. But he wasn't there. You can't blame him, right? The game had great replay value because not only could you replay the game itself over and over, which I did numerous times, it had little mini games at the end. One of them being my top favorite, The Mercenaries, which is what Resident Evil 3 originally had. Uh, it's just a short little arcade-style minigame where you can play as different characters to kill enemies within a certain time limit. They go for a high score, and if you got five stars on all four levels with, I think it was, five characters, you unlock the hand cannon, which was pretty much a one-shot gun that you can unlock for the main game, and you can just blow through, which was very fun to do. Especially for the bosses yet, you would usually have trouble with. It's it's a real relaxer, if you ask me. There was uh, two other game modes. Assessment Ada, which was non-canon. And you just run around as Ada to collect Plaga samples. And there was also another one, Separate Ways, which wasn't on the GameCube release. Which was actually, it was only on the 2016 PC version of the game. It was a large five-chapter canon scenario that shows Ada's actions during the main game. And you could save during it. You could visit the merchant. So, I mean, it's pretty cool game modes after you put time into the main game. And with that being a short, sweet top five list, I would, uh, you know, I would appreciate your guys' comments. You know, do you agree with me? Were your top five the same? Were they similar at all? I, you know, I don't think other people would appreciate Survivor like I will, but... You know, let me hear your comments. I would like to see where our differences are and where our similarities are. The biggest one being Resident Evil 4. Should it be up there? Should it not be up there? Well, anyways, I appreciate our audience and everyone listening all the time. And I appreciate the hours you guys have you guys have sank into listening and i appreciate all the comments i can't thank you all enough i hope this is another level that you all will enjoy i hope to do something like it again uh if it's too short did i not go into detail enough where i didn't entice you to try these games let me know i uh i know personally i'm not the one that sits and gives everything like Corey and Jeremy do. They're very great at that. They're the detailers. I, I love it. I love it. Well, anyways, this is David signing off. I hope you guys have a great day, week, month, year, and I'll see you on the next episode.